This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Please enjoy the following pre-recorded Encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Well, hey there, folks. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equipped with Chris Brooks. I am so thrilled that you've tuned in today. Why don't you strap on your seatbelt? We've been praying for you. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I might rejoice and be glad in it. So let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And with that, I welcome you into this awesome Thursday edition of Equip. I hope you are doing well. I hope you're growing in Jesus and rejoicing over the goodness of God. He loves you. And he is, uh, he's promised that he will never leave you or forsake you. So be encouraged in that. Stay in the ring because as we fight the good fight of faith, we see the reward of that faith every day as God opens up doors that no man can shut. Today we're going to have a powerful conversation about navigating grief in the holidays. If you've experienced grief and loss, you don't want to miss today's discussion. As a matter of fact, I'm going to encourage you because of how important this is to my own heart, and many of you know, uh, this is deeply personal for me, uh, I'm going to encourage you to maybe text a friend. Tell them to listen in uh, later on as this re-airs. You can share it across your social media platforms, but even now, you can hop on to uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and just share with your friends, hey, I'm listening to a program on grief during the holidays that I think would be important for you to listen to because this year in particular, so many are experiencing the realities of grieving loss during the holidays. Uh, Maybe you've lost a loved one in this year or maybe in a previous year, but the holidays are a wonderful time for so many, but they can also be a time of tremendous grief uh, for many as well. And so if that's you, today the phone number is 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. If you want to join the conversation, if you uh, want to be a part of the dialogue, and here's two ways you can join the conversation. Number one, if you just uh, just simply need prayer. You know, grief is intense, and uh, maybe right now is one of those difficult, intense days, and you just need prayer. You give us a call, 877-LIVE-675. The other is... If you uh, have questions about how do I not only navigate grief myself, but if you're a parent, how do I help my kids to navigate grief during the holidays? We'd love to give you advice, guidance, and wisdom. Or maybe you just want to know, how do I support a friend or a loved one who I know is grieving in this season? How do I best support them? Do I talk about it? Do I not talk about it? Uh, How do we uh, help things to go the best they can? 877 548-3675. Before I introduce my guest, I want to say thanks to all of you who have been supporting the program. Uh, We couldn't be here without you, so every day is an opportunity for me just to say thank you for your prayerful and financial support. Uh, It means the world to me, and I know, and I want you to know that there's not a day that goes by that we we don't get testimonies here at Equip of lives that are being changed. So thank you for your faithfulness and your partnership. I'll talk more about how you can partner with us as the uh, uh, conversation unfolds. Today, I'm super excited 
uh, and grateful to be joined by Jonathan Pitts. Many of you know Jonathan, uh, Phil, uh, such a uh, bond with him. Jonathan is a speaker. He's also the executive pastor at uh, Church of the City in Franklin, Tennessee, right outside the beautiful city of Nashville. He uh, previously served as the executive director at the Urban Alternative, the national ministry of Dr. Tony Evans, uh, where he and his wife, Winter, were in ministry together. Uh, they, uh, they wrote together. They uh, did conferences together and uh, so much more, uh, including parenting together for amazing daughters. Uh, Jonathan is here to talk about his journey uh, through grief and how to navigate the holidays, and in particular referencing an article that Jonathan recently wrote for Christianity Today or the Christian Post is where I actually saw it, uh, where you offered advice on grieving loss during the holidays. Jonathan, how are you? I'm doing well, Chris. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Thank you for joining me for the program today. Before we get into uh, all of the nuts and bolts on uh, this conversation, because it's uh, really going to take us in, in, in a lot of ways, I, I just want to set the expectation. This will feel less to my listeners like an interview. If we do this right, hopefully it feels like a conversation that they get a chance to listen in on. Because in many ways... Um, We've both been journeying down this road of, mm. of, of grief, and, uh, man, you've been a tremendous encouragement uh, for me as I've just kind of watched you navigate from afar uh, through this and uh, tried to find uh, my feet up under me as well. And uh, I just want to say how grateful I am uh, for you, but I would love to just hear an update on how you and the girls are doing. Yeah, man. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Uh, the girls and I are doing well. Uh, the, the thing I can say about grief that's my experience now is it doesn't doesn't last forever at the level that you experience it when it first comes. And so we are wave after wave after wave after wave um, removed from our initial loss of winter, my late wife and my girl's mom. And so um, in a lot of ways, God's just brought tremendous healing to our hearts. And um, what I could say is uh, it, it was a it was a really, really tough season. It still has tough parts to it, um, but God's been really generous. And the girls are doing well. I'm proud of them. Uh, they're just resilient and strong and beautiful and um, wise beyond their years, I think, just because what they <laughs> walked through and um, the perspective yeah. they walked with. So I'm just grateful to be a dad with four girls that are still uh, making it, and I'm a dad <laughs> that is still making it, and uh, yeah. you know, we're a regular family now and different family than we were, um, different people than we were, but uh, we're doing well. Yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. This has been quite a year, and so parenting in general is tough, uh, and in in the light of loss and the aftermath of loss, I'm super encouraged to hear that you guys are doing well. For those who don't know your story real intimately, you and Winter were married for 15 years, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, 15 years and 27 days. I know the days because it was our anniversary is June 27th. She died 27 days after our 15-year anniversary on July wow. 24th. So, yeah. yeah so take us back, obviously, 2018 in the summer is uh, in many ways uh, when when life changed for you, your girls. Um, um, she was the niece of Dr. Tony Evans, and he's talked uh, extensively about how it changed for their family as well. Uh, all of it mm -hmm. was pretty unexpected, wasn't it? Yeah, very unexpected. Winter was uh, doing well. We thought she was healthy. Um, we had just moved from Dallas to Nashville and really kind of had the world ahead of us. I was starting a new job as an executive pastor here in town, having just left Dr. Evans and 
she her her ministry her magazine for girls like you and her writing career were kind of at the height and um so in a lot of ways we were just excited about what was ahead and so her sudden passing which was sudden i mean one moment she was here and the next her heart stopped and um yeah it just everything changed overnight with no warning at all it was really sudden yeah and for us you know uh it's it's now been um over a year this will be the second holiday season that we uh, went through our son Chris passed away again unexpectedly um, last year in March and uh, man I still remember getting that call uh, Mm. and uh, being told and it it was almost as if you ever see those movies where uh, you know uh, everything slows down around you everybody else is walking at normal pace and yep. uh, life is normal for them, but for you, it's just like everything goes to slow motion and slows down. I just remember that, and I remember probably the first person I called was my my dad, and uh, he's he's been a rock for me. And just being able to talk through, man, what do I do with this? How do I navigate through it? Um, was uh, was real real difficult for us. Uh, but as you said, God has been super gracious in navigating us through. Uh, you know, you have always been super vulnerable and transparent, especially in your writing. How, how hard is it for you to talk about it, to talk about winter, to talk about her passing and the grief? Yeah, ironically, it's it's not hard for me at all. And maybe that's just a gift that God has given me just to be able to share. And for me, when I share even from the earliest days, I felt like God was healing my heart as I shared. Um, Sometimes it's, I feel really deeply, but sometimes it's hard for me to understand what I'm feeling. And so whether I'm writing or whether I'm speaking, I begin to articulate what I'm feeling and I begin to understand it for the first time. So it's been a gift to me from God. Yeah. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to share winter, to share her story, to share my pain. Um, Yes. And not hard, (laughs) just really easily, which uh, I think it's just a gift. How important It's not that way for everyone. How's it? How, yeah. How important has it been for you to uh, talk about it? Yeah, very important. I mean, it's interesting because I think a part of it was important because it was helping me, healing me, um, speaking to me, even as I wrote or talked. But um, it's funny because I, I read this morning um, Second uh, Second Corinthians chapter four, which I would encourage anybody that listens to this this talk after they get off to read. Um, actually, five. Um, but it's just talks a lot about um, death and it talks a lot about this reality of like our lives um, and our suffering for Christ and our life in Christ, like how all of it's pointing to reconciliation. So in so many ways, even as I wrote, I saw that God was literally changing people's lives, people that knew winter, people that knew me, yeah. people that saw what we walked through. And it was literally bringing people to Christ, like closer to Christ and to Christ for the first time. And so it was also just an important from a gospel perspective and, you know, what I believe my whole life, that this whole life is about pulling people closer to God, reconciliation. And so, yeah, personally, it was, it was, it was important because it helped me understand my journey. And then from a ministry perspective, it was just probably the greatest ministry I've ever been able to um, walk in. And I wasn't, I would have rather given it back, but it was the greatest ministry that God's ever given me, which is crazy to say. Yeah. You know, it's amazing to, to hear your perspective because what I've learned through grief counseling is how we all grieve differently. And so part of the message mm-hmm. that we hope to be able to encourage people is it's okay to be you. It's okay to grieve like you grieve. Uh, you don't have to grieve like someone else grieves. You know, the truth of the matter is, Jonathan, is I'm the opposite of you. It is very mm-hmm. difficult for me to talk about Chris's passing. Uh, I do it because 
uh, and and really only because I do believe that it is a tool that God can use to encourage, to bring healing uh, to others. Um, and, and yeah, there is some healing uh, when I'm talking to other people who are walking this journey. Uh, so I do find benefit in that. But I bring that up simply to say that uh, we're different. We're all wired yeah. different. And part of what we're going to have to kind of press into is relieving ourselves of the expectation. And this is something I, I didn't anticipate, but I discovered, is that everyone has expectations on how you should or should not grieve. And yep. uh, somehow we have to be able to help people to become uh, free from that. Uh, part of what we want to do today is invite you into the conversation with myself and Jonathan. If you have questions on, man, how do I navigate the holidays when grief is ever present, the phone number is 877-LIVE-675. Also, if you're listening to us today and you simply want us to pray for you or for someone you love who's grieving during the holidays, we'd love for you to give us a call at 877-LIVE-675. That's the number. That's 877-548-3675. Let's talk about a book that you have on the horizon. Speaking of your your writing, uh, My Winter Season, Seeing God's Faithfulness in the Shadow of Grief. Uh, talk about that project. Uh, what led you to write it, and uh, what your hope is for it? Yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting. I started writing right away when winter passed away, which is a part of my process. And I will say the harder thing for me is to access some feelings like anger. Like anger is yeah. always going to be a part of somebody's grief journey. And I actually didn't access anger until I realized that other people had expectations of me and how I lived and how I moved forward and how I grieved. Yeah. That kind of made me angry. <laughs> so I, I'm just like you. I'm having to learn parts of the grieving process and, and be who I am. But I started writing from the very beginning, and a couple of things that God did, like even right with Winter's passing, the day that she passed away, we actually had turned in a book called Emptied, Experiencing God's Fullness. Um, uh, sorry, I'm mixing up titles. Yeah, Emptied, Experiencing the Fullness uh, in a Poured Out Marriage. But um, we turned the book in the same day that Winter died. I couldn't help but not. I couldn't help but see God's hand, even in the sure. timing of all that. And yeah. so God. Um, not only with her passing opened my eyes to see that he was still there. Somehow this master of time and space was just being masterful over our time and space and just did so many things to provide for me, provide for my girls. The fact that we moved from Dallas to Nashville, we moved into a new home. My girl started a new school. We were at a new church mm. and we did all that winter, picked all of it with me. But bottom line is she didn't, she never really lived here. It's like she moved us on and we we basically yes. did ministry in life with her family, the Evans family, up until that point. So there are all these things that God was doing that were just showing me that he was caring for us, providing for us, taking care of us. And I started That's to so write good. those stories down. And with each one, I was realizing, man, God is at work, and I can't help but see it. And yes. so even in the shadow of my own grief, the grief, there was just God's goodness all around, his kindness all around, his faithfulness all around. And so it's really just a collection of um, stories, the way, ways that God met me. It also is a way of honoring my wife and her life and her ministry, which was massive. And so yeah. I was just grateful to kind of get it out there. Absolutely. We're going to talk more about my winter season and how we can learn how to grieve through loss. Enjoy this rendition of Hark the Herald Angel. We'll be right back with more of Equip right after this.
Hey friends, Chris Brooks here. I want to invite you to join us for our next Equipper Zoom webinar coming up on Thursday, January 12th, right after the program. We'll be talking about one of the greatest challenges facing our children, our relationships, and our society today. That's mental health. Bring your questions and join the conversation as we discuss Jesus, anxiety, and depression. Equippers, look for an email from me with registration details for this free interactive webinar. Not an equipper and want to attend? Well, become a monthly partner by calling 888-644-4144 or online at equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Folks are calling in. We're going to get to your calls in just a moment. Today we're talking about uh, grieving during the holidays. How do you navigate that? How do you emerge through it uh, in a way that actually allows you to be you uh, while others are able to enjoy the holidays as well? Maybe you're in the midst of uh, the intensity of grief and the aftermath of loss. I know uh, a lot have experienced that this year. So you give us a call, 877-LIVE-675 is the number. My guest, Jonathan Pitts. Jonathan, uh, describe to me uh, the lessons you've learned about navigating the holidays in particular. It's interesting because me, I'm a, uh, if you're an Enneagram person, I'm a three, I'm an achiever, I'm a type A personality. And so like my <laughs> gut was with the holidays, let's just get through it. This is going to not be as hard as people say. I'm better than that. And what I realized right away is um, they were really hard and really different. And it's interesting being a parent made it even more challenging because not only am I navigating my grief during the holidays, but I'm also helping my girls navigate theirs and they all grieve differently as well. And so what I've learned to do is just sit in it and feel what I feel and sit with my girls, let them feel how they feel. And one of the things that we did right away was institute just a couple of different like traditions, ways to remember um, uh, winter ways to remember my girl's mom. And one, one thing we did for Thanksgiving is we bought a candle, like a really big white candle. And with every Thanksgiving, we light that candle and we just tell stories about winter. And we really honestly try to keep, um, her life present in our home because she's not a was, she's a is, she's just not here anymore. And so we can still talk about her as if she's alive because she's more alive now than she ever was. So we really try to talk about her often, but feel what we feel on holidays and not try to just pass, pass by. Cause what, all that did for us was just kind of um, make all of us a little bit crazy, um, just not just existing where we were. And so we just try to feel what we feel and not, not rush through it, which has been a learning process for me, Chris, because I'm not good at that. That's not, that's, that's not natural for me. It's just to sit in something. So I'm yeah. going to sit and just be quiet. That's good. That's so good. Let's go to the phone lines. Laura is listening in St. Petersburg, Florida. Hey, Laura, thank you for listening. What's your uh, prayer request today? Um, can you hear me? Yes, we can, Laura. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I, um, I lost my, I, um, thank you for taking my call. I lost my oldest son last year and me, I mean, I'm a woman of faith and, and then, the, you know, when I gathered my senses after I actually found him, um, you know, I knew that was God's plan from him before he was ever born. Yes. But I <clears throat> I prayed for all of my children from the time I knew they were coming that if I didn't accomplish anything that yeah. I accomplished that they went to, that they go to heaven. Well, <clears throat> you know, me judging my son thinking he wasn't living the way that he should when he died just tormented me. I mean, night mm. after night I just begged for God's mercy. 
you know. Mm. But I had a specific prayer that only I knew that I was praying to God. And I, about a month ago, which was um, a little after a year ago since I lost him. Yes. I had an acquaintance, I had an acquaintance, precious, precious lady, come to my house just to see me. And she had told me for days, God had told her she needed to come see me. Now, I don't know her to where she would just come to my house, but she did. She was obedient. And she she came in and she just talked a little bit and she prayed. But as she started to get up, she turned around and she looked at me and she said, God wants you to know, let that doubt go. You don't know the conversation he had with your son before he took him. And for you not to worry, he's Mm -hmm. in his arms. That's good. So encouraging. I was just, I mean, I just was, I was so shocked because I'm, no one, not even my husband, I've been married for 37 years. I didn't share that with anybody. And my whole point of this conversation is, I true, you know, I believe that was a message from God for me to give me peace, and I have had some peace since that conversation. And when I feel that little bit of doubt come in for whatever reason, you know, I know it's the devil, but yeah. I um I've been put in a position and asked, you know, there's a, there's several other people that have lost their children in the last year in our little town. It's just unbelievable to me, but. You know, someone asked me, you know, you're doing, Uh-oh. and I just am still a wreck. I mean, they may think I'm doing good, and I might put up a good front, but, you know, I just, my question is, you know, I, I'm assuming that that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And let me, I need let, to let me jump in, Laura. To that. Let me jump in, Laura, and just say, first off, I'm so grateful for your call because your call brings out several things. And I do want us to get to your question of, is this what it's supposed to look like, right? Is what Laura's going through, Jonathan, normal? I know my answer to that, but I'd love to hear from you. But I would also say there are so many that are dealing with guilt. And I think buried within what Laura just shared with us as a parent, if your child is not where you think they should be in their life, uh, in a relationship with Christ in particular, there's a guilt you carry. And uh, yeah. praise God for a friend who steps in in obedience to the Lord and uh, prays for you and uh, um, and is able to help to address the guilt that you are, that you are carrying because that's too heavy of a weight. So I would love for you, mm-hmm. Jonathan, to just respond to the reality of guilt as well as uh, is what she's going through normal. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's normal. I mean, one of the things I've had to process, and I'm sorry for your loss and I'm sorry for your pain, um, but one of the things I've had to process, even as my girls lost their mom, is is just the reality of all the pain they're in, and I can't fix it. I can't fix their pain. I can't make yeah. them believe how I believe. I can't make them um, have more hope than they have. So there's a there's a reality that as a parent, oftentimes you feel stuck because you feel you want to do more than you can actually do, and as mm-hmm. a parent, all you can mm-hmm. do is steward them on your best day. You can't make decisions for them. Now, there was a statement you made at the very beginning, though. You said, um, you know, he wasn't living the life that, um, a life of obedience when he died. By God's grace, thank God that when we die, all of us aren't living perfectly. And somehow this gracious God kind of wraps his arms around us. And so I would just say, I, I always hold out hope. 
that I don't know, that God is in charge, that God is in control, and his grace is much greater than anything I can ever imagine, and his mercy is greater than anything I can ever imagine. And so I can hold on to hope that God's grace and God's mercy are always working and that my prayers are always being heard by the Lord. And uh, But, yeah, I would say it's normal. I would say it's normal to, to struggle with guilt. Um, I would say, though, that all of the, all the things that we feel, all the, all the things that we, um, that we think need to be bounced up against God's word because the minute we start hearing lies, we need to be able to call them out. And um, ultimately, it is too big of a weight for us to carry. It's not a too big of a weight for God to carry. And so we need to take all those thoughts. You know, uh, Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is honorable, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And so one of the things I try to do is take every thought I have captive to the obedience of Christ and be forming my mind through thinking about things that are true and right and pure and lovely and all that. Such a, a, a great reminder. It's been a great reminder to me to always be renewing my mind with those thoughts because shame and guilt and all those things will do nothing but just tear us down. That's what the enemy wants. Um, so I'd rather be filling my mind up with things that, that God says about me and God says about my situation. So, Man, feelings and emotions are really powerful things. But this is why mm-hmm. our, our, our hope and our, our uh, perspective on our situation has to be grounded in, in uh, God's vision presented through the Word of God. It really ultimately... The word has to triumph over our feelings, and uh, that's not easy. Uh, but that is the pathway to uh, not only experiencing the grace of God, uh, but also uh, sanity. Really, in uh, in the midst of grief, let's pray for Laura. Laura, we're going to pray for you, Father. I pray that you would bless Laura, that you would give her peace, that you would give her strength for the day that lies ahead. You promised that you would be Emmanuel, that you are Emmanuel, God with us. Continue to strengthen our sister, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Laura, thanks for giving us a call. Folks, we're going to take another short break. Phone lines are filling up, so we'll take your calls when we come back. Please enjoy this rendition of Oh Holy Night. We'll be right back with more of Equip right after this. The story of Jesus' birth is full of hope, promise, and wonder. But in today's culture, much of the miraculous Christmas story has been watered down or filled with pagan myths. So if you want to know the verifiable facts surrounding Jesus' birth, you'll want a copy of Is Christmas Unbelievable? by apologist Rebecca McLaughlin. Request your copy today when you support Equip with a gift of any amount. Call 888-644-4144 or visit EquipRadio.org. You're listening to a pre-recorded encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Welcome back to Equipped with Chris Brooks. I want to say thanks to all of our partners and friends as we finish the year strong. We're almost there. Uh, man, if we could get 10 of you to make a $100 gift to Equip. Uh, I think we'd just about be there uh, to close the year out strong. So if you could partner with us, in particular, if you haven't before, it's always great if you've done it before to do it again. But if you haven't before and you've been blessed by the program, today would be great. Uh, Either giving a one-time gift or if you want to give a monthly gift, that's awesome as well. We love monthly partners. Either way, uh, here's what you need to do. Just give a call at 888-644-4144. That's 
644-4144. Maybe your budget can embrace a $100 gift. That would be awesome. Uh, maybe you can do more than that to help us to finish the year strong if we've been a blessing to you. If not, if you're still checking us out, fair enough. Just keep doing that. But check out our website as well. So many wonderful resources there at EquipRadio.org. Jonathan Pitts is my guest today. Uh, Jonathan is an author, a speaker, and the executive pastor at Ch- uh, Church of the City rather in Franklin, Tennessee. He has an upcoming book. Uh, to talk about his journey through grief and loss. It's called My Winter Season, uh, spelled W-Y-N-T-E-R, after his wife, Winter, uh, who passed away in 2018. Subtitle, Seeing God's Faithfulness in the Shadow of Grief. Uh, Jonathan, I'm grateful for you being here. Let's go back to the phone lines. Patsy is listening uh, right around the corner from you, Jonathan. She's in Nashville. Hey, Patsy, thanks for listening. What's your comment today? Hi there. And uh, Merry Christmas to both of you. Thanks Thank for taking you. my call. And, and John, we are actually uh, true neighbors, and I'm going to be in Leapers Forks very soon. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's hard to wrap your mind around my up attitude about this, but in 2001, my brother committed a very violent suicide. I uh, had three uncles that committed very violent suicides. Those didn't affect me because I wasn't around them and grow up with them like I did my brother. And it, and my preacher, uh, Mike Glenn at Brentwood Baptist, um, wanted me to kind of head a uh, grieving, um, just, you know, to talk to people that were going through deep grieving like sure. that. And I couldn't for many, many years. But over the years, God worked with me and... Um, and now it's something that I can I can tell people this is where you're you're going to feel this and you're going to feel this and each stage is different and they keep coming back to me year after year and ironically enough it's how I met my husband. Wow. Well, praise God for so that. There, it, while it was a horrible thing and it took me many years to to work through and be able to talk about it. Uh, it has turned into a ministry I never dreamed that I would be involved in, and um, and I, I, I thank God for my brother. I miss him every day, and I, I'm very close to my nieces. They're more like my children. Um, but it's it, grief is a very um, it's a very unique thing. You can either let it eat you up, or you can learn from it. And wrap your arms around it, and ask God, "What do you What do you want from me for this? From this?" And that's kind of where I have been. Well, Patsy, I appreciate your encouragement, and I appreciate your call today, uh, Jonathan. Just hearing Patsy's testimony, it seems in many ways similar to yours in the fact that tremendous ministry comes out of grief. God God does use it, and He knows how to bring beauty from ashes, doesn't He? Yeah, he does. And um, it's um, something I'd never ask for, just like Patsy, but something that um, God uses very clearly. And um, so I'm, I'm grateful uh, that he's entrusted it to me, even if it's not something I'd ever ask for. Um, I'm, I'm guessing Patsy would say the same thing. Talk a little bit, Jonathan, about um, the times when the grief isn't as intense, because I think sometimes people think the toughest times are when the grief is like you described it, like a tsunami, like a wave. But actually, mm-hmm. uh, part of what my wife and I have discovered is that there's also uh, this guilt that comes along when the grief isn't as intense 
and, and maybe the fear of, man, am, am I leaving this person behind? Uh, talk about processing through those moments. Yeah, that's been an interesting for one for me as a spouse um, and as a as a believer. You know, I, I think about uh, in that Second Corinthians chapter four, it talks about um, our earthly bodies as tents, and then our heavenly bodies as homes. And this reality for us as believers is we know that if we're not here and we're in Christ, then we're, we're we've moved on to another place. And so, I've I've had to process it very practically um, as a husband who lost his wife very suddenly, but then also very biblically. And I'm glad I can apply my biblical knowledge to my situation. And so. One of the things I did, it took me a while. I, all of the rest of 2018 was hard for me to grieve, six months of 2018. 2019, I just committed myself to just grieving and feeling what I felt. And it was really at the end of 2019, maybe maybe beginning of 2020, beginning of COVID really, where I felt like I was actually entrusting God with winter and letting, um, letting her go, knowing that she was with him. And the way I say it is that um, – she's finally with her actual husband. She's the bride of Christ. We're the bride of Christ. And when we go home, we're finally with our husband. And so I've had to just essentially release winter to God. And in doing so, I think it's helped take away any pressure or any guilt associated with, with letting her go, because ultimately that's what I'm supposed to do. Like God gave her to me for a season. Uh, I had vows that I committed to her. I fulfilled those vows. She's now with him. And so it's a process. It was a process for me. And obviously it's different with marriage than it would be with a child. Um, but ultimately, for all of us, it, it, it just means us trusting God with our loved ones, trusting God with them beyond this earth, trusting that they fulfilled their purposes here, and trusting that He knows what He's doing. And so, it is. I feel like grief, in, in some ways, is a trust journey, um, and you're having to process all that because God wants you to feel what you feel, and you're made to feel a certain way. And all of it is a growth process, a sanctification process, and ultimately is leading us to our day because we're going to have a final day, and we have to trust that God will take care of us too. And uh, But I definitely dealt, dealt with guilt um, associated with that. Sometimes still do, um, specifically yes. because of my girls and me moving on, quote-unquote, but you never really move on, but you do move forward. Yes. Um, that also means potentially putting my girls in um, situations where they're having to process stuff because I'm moving. You know, and so yes. whether it be a relationship or, you know, just lots of like, things you wouldn't even think about moving this yes. item out of the house or just moving this chair or whatever. It's just like stuff just keeps coming up and you got to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you uh, again being honest about that. Jonathan, uh, when we are thinking about gift giving around the holidays, uh, one of the gifts that someone may want to give to themselves is the gift of a counselor, uh, maybe mm-hmm. even uh, identifying a good, strong Christian counselor who can walk with them through this. Talk about the importance of counseling and that uh, gift to yourself in a season like this. Yeah, I'm in counseling now. I've been in counseling since winter passed away. My girls have been with a amazing um, child uh, grief counselor as well, and it's been massive for us because it's allowed us to process things and learn things about grief and learn things about ourselves that we wouldn't know otherwise. It's given us language for things. It's given us understanding for each other because there's things I've not understood about my girl's grief and things they've not understood about mine. And so I would say it's one of the best investments you can make. And that that's not just the loss of a loved one. That's that's any kind of loss. Like just processing. I always say that grief is dealing with unmet expectations. You expected one thing and something else happened and you have to deal with that. And so I, I believe in counseling way more than I ever have. And it's given me a piece that helped me process my guilt that I had. I actually had guilt right after winter passed away because there was this sense of um, accomplishment that I felt and relief that I felt that I felt like, why do I feel that? My counselor looked me in the eyes and she just says like, why wouldn't you feel that if you actually accomplished something? If you, if you fulfilled vows that God gave you, 
and you feel like a sense of pride about that, like why, why is that wrong? And I, mm. I would have, I would have mm. not even had words for that otherwise. And so I'm really grateful for uh, the role of wise counsel. And that's not just paid counseling, but that's just pastors and friends and community as well. You know, I mentioned this before on on uh, in, on equipped, and I uh, want to continue to drive this home. I, I'm sure this is true for. In your case, a father with his daughters, but I will say from a marriage perspective, if it wasn't for our grief counselor, I don't know if my wife and I would still be together uh, after the loss of our son simply because we grieve differently. And that would have led to pretty severe conflict had we not had someone to help us to navigate through that. You know, and I've shared this example before. Uh, My wife is uh, so great at uh, doing uh, things to memorialize our son or to keep his uh, presence and uh, in, in his life ever before us. Uh, I, again, my predisposition is to be uh, in a in a mindset of let's keep it moving, let's keep going, you know. And, uh, and those two, I, I agree far more internally uh, than, um, uh, than wanting to kind of memorialize but those two grieving styles at times can feel at odds or even in conflict with mm-hmm. one another, right? And, um, and and our counselor helped us to be able to learn that that uh, principle that we grieve differently, but also to give grace, where to meet one another in the middle, how to compromise. And, and I'll just simply say that these are skills that don't come naturally to us, uh, but we really need to learn. And I do want to encourage uh, be it a couple, a married couple, or uh, again, parents with children, uh, get counseling because I think it would be tremendously helpful and uh, learn how to navigate in a way that, yes, is unique to you where you can be you. But if you're living in a house with other people, you got to let them be them. And then you're going to have to figure out how you guys can come together. That's not always easy to do on your own. Having a grief counselor can help you tremendously. I think the two are beautifully beautiful and coexist to coexist both memorializing and moving forward. Uh, think about Jacob. The Bible says in Genesis that Jacob, when Rachel died, who he loved, says Jacob buried Rachel, and then he moved on. And it says he moved on because he had a job to do it to get Simeon and Reuben and Levi and all the sons of Israel to another place. But he didn't skip memorializing and remembering his wife after she died. And so both memorializing and moving forward are things that we just do as hum- that we should do as humans. And I think if we understood that we can benefit each other as spouses or even as a dad with my girls, uh, I think we're healthier people. I think that's beautiful that you guys figured that out. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's at least do this. Let's encourage folks to know that you don't have to feel guilt about moving forward. And, and from two perspectives, mm-hmm. number one, God is still at work within you. Uh, he's He's preserved you. He's kept you alive for a reason and purpose. And you have uh, still your responsibility before the Lord to be faithful to the grace that's been entrusted to you. But secondly. Um, you know, one of the things I go back to again and again is that I know my son will want us uh, to be able to experience joy and to keep to keep living. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. true uh, as we think about those that we grieve and love. Listen, we're going to take a, another short break. When we come back, we're going to land this plane in the heart of the gospel as we always uh, strive to do. Uh, we want you to be encouraged, and I want you to find out more about a new podcast uh, that is that has been launched by Jonathan Pitts. I'm really excited about it. It's called The Journey. We're going to talk about that 
when we come back from this short break. Please enjoy the first Noel. Also remember our website, equipradio.org. We'll be right back right after this. December. And here at Equip, we want to thank you for your generous gifts throughout this year. Your donations bless others with the truth of the gospel. And together, we're pointing people to the life-changing hope and freedom of Jesus Christ. Let's finish this year strong by continuing to support this ministry and program or become a first-time investor in the ministry. Give us a call today at 888-644-4144 or go to equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Jonathan Pitts' uh, information can be found at our website, equipradio.org. Going to take one more call today. Sophia, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Sophia, how can we pray for you today? Hello. Good morning, sir. Um, I just want to have my parents to be more loving to each other and forgive each other. Because um, I feel like they're still blaming each other for what happened to my brother's death and everything that happened to his life. Okay. And your brother pa- mm-hmm. passed away recently? Yes, sir. Last July. I'm from the Philippines, and he just died. Um, actually, he was an alcoholic. Okay. So it's, my sure. parents are blaming each other especially my mom, because she was, and she's still grieving, but she's getting out of her shell, and it's also hard for me, um, because I wasn't able to go there and have a visit, or at least comfort them, but the thing about it, um, I think it's one of the biggest miracles that I've been praying for was my brother to accept Christ. Um, It was hard because my husband and I have been praying, oh, Lord, please send a missionary or somebody to touch my brother's heart for him to accept Christ so he'll be free from his alcoholism. But um, I think two months before his death, Yes. My prayer um, just got changed by God. He just put in my heart that, why are, why are you asking for someone when I myself can do it? I'm, yeah. I'm God. Yeah. I can go everywhere. I can do anything. So yes. from that point, um, that has been our prayer. But the thing yeah. about it is, you know, Sophia, let me let me jump in let me jump in right there because I, I, I think two things that you brought up that I think is very important. Number one, we cannot save people. And there is a very thin line between having a deep desire and burden to see someone come to salvation or and, and the guilt of uh embracing that responsibility as if we are 
the Messiah ourselves. Ultimately, salvation is in the hand of the Lord. And then secondly, I just want to say the guilt of not being able to go to your brother's funeral is something a lot of people, because of COVID, uh, are experiencing because they could not be there for loved ones. And so I resonate with that. I know a lot of people do. I want to pray for you, Sophia. Father, I pray for my sister that the God of all comforts will comfort her heart and that you would allow uh, the comfort by which you comfort her to be used by her to comfort others. Pour out your grace in abundance, Lord. Strengthen Sophia. Allow her to see your goodness and uh, uh, help her to trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Uh, Jonathan, uh, before we end this program, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the journey. Talk about the journey on the Christian Parenting Podcast Network. Yeah, it's just fun. I connected with Christian Parenting um, through a couple of different conversations. And at the time, I was, you know, really interested in, in sharing. I'm just, by nature, I, I love to share. And my daughter had asked me just a couple weeks before, Dad, when are you going to start your podcast? And I was like, when somebody helps me, because I don't have the bandwidth to, to do all this. And so what's really been beautiful is watching Christian Parenting come alongside me to help me produce a podcast, The Journey. And it's simply me sharing my story with others um, and my friends with others that have stories in hopes that they might find um, find hope, find um, understanding of their own story um, in, in hearing our stories. And so it's just a, a fun way of sharing. It's sharing on parenting. It's sharing on life. The first season actually is my winter season, which is me sharing my story at, uh, a little bit more in length. And some of the people that walked with me, Dr. Evans, um, some of his family, and just different people that some names you might know, other names you might not know that walked that walk with me through my journey that I get to interview and talk about life with. And so it's that just share my story in hopes that somebody can see their story and mine and see the God that, that I serve and love and trust um, and, and find uh, some hope that, that he can provide for them as well. And just encouragement. So it's been a lot of fun to, to do. Thanks for sharing on it. Yeah, no, that's phenomenal. And we'll make sure we have links on our website as well as our social media platform. I guess a great place to end Jonathan is by simply asking you with the 30 seconds we have left, if you could say a prayer for those who are grieving. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus, I just thank you that um, you're just constantly moving, you're constantly working, you're constantly trying to show yourself faithful, trying to show yourself kind. Uh, the Bible says, Lord, that you're appealing um, through us, Lord, that you're appealing, that you're that you're humble enough to appeal to us as men. And so I just thank you, Lord, that even in our grief, Lord, you're appealing to us to just trust you. And so I just pray, Lord, anybody listening right now that's in grief, that they would trust you, Lord, that they would have the faith to trust, Lord, that you are working all things together for good uh, for them and for anybody that loves Jesus. So I just pray, Lord, that you would just um, meet them where they are, um, help them to embrace uh, the journey they're on, uh, but also embrace you on that journey, that you want to be with them in every part of that grief process, in every part of their life. We love you. We trust you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, Super grateful for you, praying for you and the girls, that God will continue to use you in mighty ways. And I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. God bless, Jonathan. Much love, Chris. Appreciate you having me on. All right, folks, if you want to find out more about The Journey, Jonathan's podcast, or the book coming up, My Winter Season, go to our website, equipradio.org. And until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.